I'm Matthew Woods, host of Leading Out of the Woods, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Everybody and welcome to another wonderful episode of My Ed Tech Life. It is an honor and a pleasure to be here with you today. And as always, so wherever it is that you are joining us from, thank you so much for making My Ed Tech Life what it is today and for all of your support. And I'm really excited about today's show. I'm really excited because today I have a great, great dear friend who feels like I've known forever, you know, since pandemic. And I've seen her grow. I've seen her do some amazing things. And she's doing continuously doing some amazing things for several companies. And she'll share who it is that she's doing some work for. But I am honored to have a Miss Amber Trout here today. Amber, how are you doing this evening? I'm so great. Thank you so much. This is like an honor to be on your show. I see all these amazing people that you bring on. And I was like, man, I hope one day that I get to be on the show. And today is that day. So I am super excited. Well, I am excited that you're here. And just like everybody at Global GEG, specifically, Darren would say, Amber's hair, hashtag on point. So we've got the the trademark Amber curls. So thank you so much, Amber. Amber with good hair, you know? Yeah, Amber with the good hair. And we all know that trout is about, all right? <laughs> but we'll get into that story later on. Inside but, jokes, guys. Yeah, it's an inside joke. But Amber, again, as always, it is a pleasure. And I was also very thankful that I did get to see you face-to-face at TCEA this year up there in Dallas. So it's wonderful to see that your work is taking you places all over the nation. You're bringing, you know, EdTech to the masses and also not only just bringing EdTech to the masses and representing some great companies, but you yourself also, I have seen you do PDs and the way that you handle those PDs. It's just something that is of second nature to you. And I'm really excited to talk a little bit about that as we go on in the show. But as always, as you know, I always love to start the show with the origin story. You know, just like every superhero has an origin story where they all began, I want to know where my superhero, Amber Trout, started. So I want to hear your origin story and let us know a little bit if was teaching something that you really wanted to do or was it something that you kind of fell into and then just kind of take it from there because I want to know, we all want to know the story. <laughs> yeah, I think it's 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 funny the way that I got into education. Hey, Bonnie. <laughs> um, but I know that you kind of were in the same were in the same boat, Fonz, when it came to education. It wasn't like your first choice. Like it wasn't like, hey, I'm going to be an educator. I love it. Let's all do it. It was, uh, I'm going to go into the medical field because that is definitely where all the, you know, jobs are and what we need. And then it happened to be that I was going into the medical field. I was already in classes for this. I was doing, going to do physical therapy is where I was headed with my life. And then I needed a work study. I needed to do a work study at my school to just get some extra money. And they said, we only have this elementary school work study where you're going to do reading tutoring with these first grade kids. 
I was like, okay, I'm good with kids. That sounds great. Let's do that. So I went to this school and I started doing reading tutoring with these kids, medical field still, all the classes. And I was like, oh my God, like, I love this. I really think I should become an educator. Like these kids are great. These teachers love me. I just, I don't know what else I'm doing trying to go into the medical field. And so no sooner did that happen, I decided that I was going to switch my major. After I'd already taken some classes, I like lost out on like multiple classes and time and I had to switch and shift to elementary education. I lost a year well like so be it but i ended up saying hey i think that's what i want to do and i moved on to the path of education after that but it was all because i did a work study at an elementary school i love the kids love the teachers and thought this is what i want to do with my life so here i was now going to school for an extra year because i spent it in the medical field before and um, when i finished education and i got like into working in education i always worked in like very low income schools. And I worked in a lot of those um, Title I schools. Hi, friends. <laughs> and when I was doing Title I schools and working with these students, I was realizing that they have severe learning deficits. And they're in these places where they're not getting the things that they need at home, in the schools, in their neighborhoods and anything like that. And so I think that really fuels your fire as like an educator when you first get in there because you're really making a difference with those kids because you're seeing them grow leaps and bounds when you're doing that because those kids literally come from nothing, you know, and then you're building them up to be like these amazing these students and be able to have these skills that they didn't think they ever could. You and know, so, and, yeah. and like you're saying, you know, to me, even the, you know, you're coming in from the medical field, it just really seems like for me, you know, right now that you're saying this, like for me, you know, even education seems like it is a medical field. We do have to do a lot of triage. We have a lot of students that come in with a lot of baggage, a lot hanging over them, those backpacks full of problems that we don't know about. But in the end, you know, sometimes we have to also even play that role of doctor and, you know, teacher and, you therapist. know, parent, therapist, everything. So I don't know, like it, right now that you're telling me that story and hearing this, because I'm hearing it for the very first time, it just seems like it was a very fitting transition. And I'm glad that you stuck around and that you really yeah. love it and everything. So tell us a little bit more about that, you know, transition again. Now you're in the classroom. What yeah. would Amber today tell first year, first day Amber you know, as far as the best advice that you can give yourself back then? I, I think I would tell myself, don't worry about everything. I was worried about grading every paper. I was worried about everything. I wanted to make sure that everything was right. And then after a while, I was like, this was just a practice. These kids don't even need to be graded on this because this is just practice to actually be able to do the skill later. And so sooner or later, I started telling myself, I don't need to grade all of this. I don't need to do all of this extra work because what we're doing is building them to to master the skill, but I don't need to take grades for that stuff because just like what we do in life, you know, we practice, 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 and then we get to the actual test and that's what counts, you know? And so I think that that's what I was realizing is like all those little things before, it doesn't matter. Like don't spend all your extra time and all your weekends and all your evenings grading papers that don't matter. <laughs> so it's really that that bigger picture, like, okay, you're building these kids skills up so that they can master things later. But grading all those little menial tasks in the meantime, just absolutely waste of your time. Mm -hmm. And so get your time back. 
don't spend it grading papers that are unnecessary and that are practice. It's just not something you need. Yeah. Um, that's some pretty sound advice. And even for now, you know, as teachers are transitioning, you know, coming into this, you know, school setting for the very first time, oftentimes, you know, I think that we may do a very lousy job at induction and bringing our, you know, our teachers in and mentoring them and having people like yourself with that experience, myself and other educators that really are passionate about what we do. It's important that we take those first year teachers and it's almost like, again, you are that doctor and this is the first years and they're doing their rotation and you want to walk them through those certain things that are very important. So to make sure that they do those things, but then also, you know, share, show some grace with those things that are not as important. And like you mentioned, you know, don't stress over everything. So I think that's something that's very important. So tell us a little bit about your first, uh, again, you gave us some great advice for first year Amber and for those first year teachers that are listening to you right now, but also uh, what grade did you uh, start teaching when you uh, first began? So I started out in fourth grade. And okay. so that was my favorite grade, actually. <laughs> I taught a little bit of everything, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, K through five, uh, six through eight, all of it. <laughs> and so, but fourth grade, that is my grade. I loved those kids. And I thought they were not too young so that I wasn't, you know, having to hold their hand through things like in third grade when I did that, but they weren't too much of attitude already. Like you get in fifth grade, <laughs> they were like, self-sufficient and they love their teacher and it was great. And so I started in fourth grade and I just absolutely love the kids because when you start working with, with younger kids like that and they appreciate you as an educator or you as a teacher, or you become like their, their mom, their dad, their, you know, aunt, uncle, whatever it is. And you could become, you understand the things that happen in your classroom all day too. So now that kid is not just your student. I used to say, that's my kid like, you have kids? And I said, yeah, 25 of them. <laughs> like, those are my kids. I would know that, you know, one of my kids would wear, he wouldn't wear his boots on Tuesday. And he wears boots every other day of the week. And I was like, why is he not wearing boots on Tuesday? And I asked him and he said, it's gym day, Miss Trout. We don't wear boots on gym day. And I'm like, makes total sense. Thank you for that. Like, but that's the things that you know about your students and the things that you like find that you're like, I know them better than anybody else because I spend so much time with them nine months out of the year, five days out of the week, eight hours a day. And so it's just something that you you love doing and working with the kids. Like even though I have transitioned into ed tech, I miss the kids every single day. That you don't do the educate, you don't do education for the money. We all know this. You do it because you love the kids and you love the relationships you get to build and the things that you get to be able to ingrain in them. And they still talk to you after, you know, and you're like, oh man, I made an impact. And I think that that is what all educators do this for. Awesome. Great. And we've got John Woodward who's joining us here. We've got Gerardo. We've got who else is here? Bonnie was here earlier. Hey, but I love I love what John, com his comment okay. here, he says, you have to invest in your students emotionally. They don't know when you don't, excuse me, they know when you don't love. Exactly. Uh, or you know when you don't, and then he says, love your philosophy. So that's great, you know? And again, as always, we've always said here through the show, it's always connections before content, and that's something that is very important. All right, so Amber, now you have your experience in teaching, and then all of a sudden, boom, everything shuts down. 
We are moving virtual, and that is when I personally um, had the opportunity to connect with you through a wonderful group of educators, worldwide educators, which I'm talking about Global GEG. So shout out to Global GEG and all its amazing members and all the amazing things that we were able to do during pandemic. But this is really what I love about this and that I have you here is because this is really where I saw your star shine. This is where you really like, I was like, there's something about Amber and you sure enough, you know, you did some amazing things. And when you were leading PDs and, you know, and especially with, uh, you know, Paradigm PDs and we were doing a lot of presentations through Global GEG and this was your jam. Like you were in your element, my friend. So tell us a little bit about that experience for you and how that helped transition you into what you're currently doing. 100%, yes. And I, all of you in the Global GEG group knew me before I was even in this position mm -hmm. in EdTech. And so, little backstory, I was an instructional coach pre previous to the pandemic. And so I was working with educators in instructional technology at a one-to-one -one laptop school. And so that was majority of what I was doing. I was helping them with their Google tools. I was helping them build all these things that would make their their um their classrooms better and more engaging with technology well when the pandemic hit it's like how do you instructional coach teachers when usually you go to their classrooms you watch them you help them out and now they're online so what do you do and so that was kind of my like i would help people i'd check in on them you know i'd talk to them on zoom but i didn't feel like i was making an impact as big as i would if i was standing in the classroom with them and so I said, okay, how do I fill my time? How do I fill that need? How do I fill that gap that I'm feeling? Because I don't get to do what I love every day because I'm not spending that time in a teacher's classroom making those connections with them and watching it happen. Um, so I decided that I was like, I'm going to start seeing like where I can do professional development or like seeing more about like sharpening my skills in the, you know, Google world and being able to get my level one, level two trainer and all of that, which I ended up doing. Um, and when I did that, I fell upon the Google education groups and I was like, oh, let me see if there's one for Colorado because that's where I lived. And I was like, maybe I'll join this group and I'll see, you know, what's going on here. There wasn't one. And so I was like, well, I got all this free time. So maybe I'll just build a Google education group for Colorado. So I did. <laughs> and I literally put like my blood, sweat and tears into that. I was eight hours a day building out automations and emails and contacting people and coming up with people that were going to present one of them being Pear Deck, which I now work for, but I reached out to them way before and said, Hey, you know, you work with my school. We really love your product. I'm wondering if you'd be available to do a free professional develop development for the Google education group for Colorado. And then I reached out to innovators that I saw at the ed tech team events. And then I reached out to, you know, people I saw at these other professional development events. These are like bigger people that probably have no idea who I am. I'm this small town girl, you know, in Colorado asking for these big names to come onto my free Google education group. But every one of them said yes. Anne from Flipgrid, George from Flipgrid. They were all like, yeah, we'll come. Yeah, you know, Pear Deck, Chris from Pear Deck, one of my colleagues. He said, yeah, I'll come. George Barcinitz. Not Natasha, Rachel, like just so many people that I was like, okay, you, you want to come do this? And they were like, absolutely. And there was so many things that we learned from being able to connect with everyone like that. And then I said, okay, I want to do this more than just Colorado. What else is available? 
Global GEG. I talked to May Ju, if you all know May Ju, she's amazing at Google. And she said, there's this new group called Global GEG you should reach out to. And she told me all the names of the people to reach out to. So I do go to their next meeting. And lo and behold, I'm like, yeah, let's do this. I want to join you. I want to do professional development. And I was able to like take on different things with them. I gave the idea. I said, hey, maybe we'll do a Google boot camp. Maybe that that was huge. You knew that, Fox. That was huge. That was huge. Huge, yes. People from all over the world that joined us to learn about Google tools. That was just the most amazing thing I had ever thought of. And I was like, wow. And everyone was like, yeah, let's jump in. We're going to do this. And we're going to call in this one. We're going to have certificates and point systems. And it's like everybody jumped on board with this idea. And it just came into this like amazing opportunity for all of us, including myself, which then people were like, hey, Amber knows how to present. Amber Amber is good at these things, which I didn't think I would be online. I was terrified that first time, Fonz, I'm not gonna lie. You're sitting here on a live and you you don't get to mess up. Like, I was like, okay, well, what if I need to like re-record? You can't. No. And so it was really, it was really eye-opening, I think, getting the opportunity to work with people that were just like all hands on deck. Let's all jump in. Let's all help educators around the world. We we are in the same boat and you know that's kind of how i came to be like in this whole global geg group and then that's when i started reaching out to these companies and started talking to them about coming and doing presentations for us and then i said hey i think that there's an opportunity here with pear deck pear deck and go guardian are now together so i work for two companies but um yeah it was like and i actually got told no when i got went to pear deck i applied for a job they said this is not the role for you, but we have another job that's coming down the line and we would like to see if you're interested in applying. So sign me up. Like not knowing what that was going to entail. I had no idea, but I got told no working for this company at the beginning. Like, no, you're not right for this role, which that happens more times than you can ever imagine. And even though I got hired on with the same company, I got told no the first time, first two times. I applied like a year prior to that and they told me no. And so it's just, it was consistency. I kept saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I know I'm going to get told no a lot of times, but I'm going to keep going. And so I did. And they picked me up as a product trainer in the middle of the pandemic. I was doing like four or five presentations a day, five days a week, training schools that were purchasing Pear Deck and being able to have that ability. And, and I was able to do it with an educator voice because... I was an educator, you know, first and foremost, I'm an educator. I'm not a salesperson. I do not sell any products to anybody. The only thing I do is teach educators how to make this a seamless transition in their classroom when using technology. Love it. <laughs> Love it. And Mel's joining us. Thank you, Mel, for joining us. And Mel's just says it's been ages. It's his long time no see, always looking glam, glam, glam. And yeah. that hair. And Emily, I was just in Kentucky at their conference the, yesterday. So, yeah. hey, Emily. <laughs> there you go. And see, it's so nice to hear from you. Thank you so much, Mel, for joining us all the way from Colombia. So, again, you know, it's just great to hear that story. But, you know, one of the main things, Amber, uh, number one, like you said, you took it upon yourself to make those connections. There wasn't a group you were proactive, you created the group. And more than that, then you started reaching out, you started networking, you started connecting with other like-minded individuals or like Luis Pertuz always says, like-minded wackos, you know? And you know, oh, that guy. yeah, we connect and 
there you go. And, you know, I think there's something to that power of the networking, that connection and reaching out. And obviously, you know, the work that you put into, you know, your GEG Colorado and then, of course, GEG or global GEG, you know, helps you transition. And like you said, very important to note, you were told no. And that's okay. You know, like I was saying, no is an acceptable answer many times, but don't get discouraged. There many, there may be a lot of listeners out there right now. We all know that there is a, you know, a transitioning teachers. It's a very hot topic right now. Teachers going into ed tech and maybe some of them may not be aware of what's going on or maybe why they're being told no. Uh, a lot of times it's just really a lot, the power of connections and really putting yourself out there, you know, on social media and showing your work. And of course, with you, like I said, I mean, your presentations, I sat through several of your trainings and I mean, I was like, this, this is amazing. You know, you have definitely a gift for that. And I will second that, that what you mentioned, you are not a salesperson. One of the things that I love is that your trainings are purely pedagogical uh, strategies to really engage students. Now, it just so happens that you're using the tool that you are, you know, for the company you're working for, which you mentioned is Pear Deck, but never in those in those uh, presentations do you ever even sound salesy or anything. And I think oftentimes that is really good because you're really making that connection and you really are truly a teacher first. So I really want to, I really appreciate you. And I'm sure that a lot of, you know, people that you are present before now, like you said, you came back from Kentucky, will totally get that vibe that this is a teacher speaking to teachers and trying to help teachers engage, uh, you know, students, which is great. So I'm really excited about well, that for sure. I would like to tell you too, that I don't even know anything about the sales side for a reason, because I don't even want to be able to spout it off to somebody, even if I did know it. You know what I mean? So I keep myself in my own little world, which I work on the marketing team with community outreach. And I don't know all of the sales things. I, if somebody were to ask me that, I wouldn't be able to tell you why, because I keep myself in the teacher relevant voice. I don't go in there trying to sell anybody anything because that's not what you want to hear. And plus, I don't understand it myself. And so I want to be able to say, hey, let me teach you about a tool that I used to use as an educator. Yeah. And how is it going to make your life easier? Perfect. That's it. Educators Perfect. helping educators. There you go. And I love what John says here. A no led to a life changing yes. That is some really good advice. Yeah, you're going to get so many of them drawn. Like there is so many no's that I heard. Believe it or not, I was looking at ed tech jobs for a while because I just loved it. I was at a STEM school before and I was teaching computer coding and I just loved it. And I thought, I just want to be that. I want to be that. And I, for like a year and a half, I was looking, no, 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 no. Even went to three interviews, flew me out to the last interview with Apple to be an Apple learning professional learning specialist and got told no at the last stage, which is devastating. <laughs> You're like, oh, that sucks. And I'm like, there were so many times that I was like, I really wanted that job. I really wanted that opportunity. And then when it's just right, when the time is right for you, I promise you that yes will come. It's just things have to align. And I realized that if I would have taken that job before, I didn't have the skills and ability to work with educators like I did now. I wasn't an instructional coach before. I was after this one. And it gives me a better idea of understanding the teacher mind and understanding what they're thinking rather than just knowing what students want and what students 
Perfect. And I love that you said, you know, because even through that, no, you gained that experience. And then now it's that experience that you have is where you're now you're using it and you're shining it, you're shining and you're just making it happen for teachers and making those connections. So now tell us a little bit about your experience now that you are in the world of ed tech and you're working for Pear Deck and Gold Guardian. Like I mentioned earlier, I had the opportunity to see you at TCA. So obviously you are present at conferences and I'm sure that you're presenting in conferences. So tell me a little bit about that life, that transition. I mean, now you got, I mean, they said yes, and now you're in, okay, now I'm here. And now tell us a little bit about your experience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I definitely feel like when I started in the corporate world, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Like, I literally was like, okay, well, where's the schedule? Like, what time do I go to lunch? What time do I do this? Like, you know, you're used to this. And Emily, I hear you. Nobody wants a sales pitch. <laughs> um, but it's definitely something where I was like, okay, this is a totally different world. And I'm not even sure I know what to do here. Like, I asked my boss the first day, I was like, well, what does my schedule look like? And he's like, you make your own schedule. Like, like, what? Wait, wait, I want to throw something in there. So you mean you get to go to the bathroom anytime you want? Yes. Yes. I'm not asking the teacher next door. Watch my kids. Got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to hold it for that like 1030 break and then finally go. It's like you can go to the bathroom anytime. Absolutely. Exactly. And it's so strange, Fawns, to like literally make that shift when I did it for 11 years. I was an educator for 11 years. Like I literally eat lunch in five seconds flat because that's what you do, like, you know, get back to your classroom, get back to what you need to do, get to the copy machine before kids come. And so I was like, this is strange. And so I got hired the exact same day as my colleague that works with me now, her name is Mary Ellis. And so she spends every day with me and we started the exact same time when we were in this exact same role. So we both kind of relate and she's like, well, what do we do? And I was like, I don't know, maybe we ask somebody. Like, I don't know what to do. We don't have any idea. But it was so nice. Hi, Steph. It was so nice to be able to, to somebody to tell you, you're the expert. You know what you're doing. We'll listen to you. You make the decisions that you think are best. And we both looked at each other like, but what? Like, you, you trust me? Like, cool. So we literally just went on a path of like, this is what's best. We're changing our decks so that it's going to be relevant for teachers. We're going to start with foundationally first and then build into make, making a pair deck. We're not going to start in the pair deck because that's a lot of questions people have. Like, how did you get there? Where does it go? How does it work? And so we like design things like in a teacher mindset, not in a you know, let me sell this product to you and I'm going to bring you into the experience first so that I can hook you. And it's like a teacher is going to say, how did you build that? How did you get that? I want to know how you did that first. So I said, no, we're going into Google Slides. I'm going to teach them where to find it, how to build it and what to add to their already existing slides. And then we'll jump into the experience, which makes more sense as a teacher to me. And so it was just like really nice to have the opportunity to say someone to say, we trust you. We know that you understand what's going on in education. And yes, please do that. And so when I was in this role, I was like, wow, I guess maybe I I am the expert here. I do know what I'm doing. And it's a it's a different feeling when you get to the ability to say, yes, I I I can do this and I understand it. I'm gonna teach the teachers in a way that I know that's gonna make them feel a valued and 
all of those things. But moving into corporate world is different. Like I was scared to death. I'm like, I'm leaving 11 years in a classroom, a pension, all of these mm -hmm. things that you're like, wait, what do you do now? I got to start retirement all over. I got to do all these things. And then I thought to myself, once I got in here and I saw the way that my, my team interacted with me, this was the best decision I ever made for my whole life. That's what I said to myself. Oh, that's because, wonderful. Because you just like, you just feel like it's where you're meant to be. Sometimes you just know you're just meant to be. That's so. wonderful. And yeah, I mean, honestly, when I used to see you do, you know, the presentations, I was like, yeah, she's definitely, she's not going to be in the classroom very long. I mean, somebody's going to pick you up and I'm glad, you know, and it's worked out so well, Amber. And, you know, I really appreciate the way that you still just remain so Amber, like, so you, so genuine and authentic. And again, you know, you're really out there helping teachers out. And again, having that teacher uh, mentality and thought process and working with a company and being able to take teacher feedback and take it to them and somebody like, you know, Paradeck listening to what the needs are for the teachers, what the needs are for the students. And then you yourself being that intermediary, that ambassador per se between both worlds. It's something that is great. So you definitely are in the right role at the right time. And I am just so happy for you. And as you can see in the chat, we're definitely getting a lot of love. So thank you so much. We've got Steph Rothstein who's joining, uh, Global GG member. We've got Rochelle. Hi, Rochelle. We've got the A to the B to the I to the D. Patel in the house. Now, I want to give Abbott a shout out too because Abbott is in the UK right now. They're six hours ahead of us. So it's probably like 1.30 a.m. over there. And I know he has to wake up for, uh, for work in a couple of hours, but he's here. We've got Pili here joining us from Monterrey. And so I'm just really excited. We've got Gary also. Gary is uh, one of my there you go. Hey, Gary. <laughs> there you go. So again, it says here, it says, I knew Amber when she only had 10 Twitter followers. <laughs> I oh. was literally not somebody that was on Twitter. I only got it because I wanted to sh like look at everyone else's resources. I was nobody on Twitter. Nobody. And so, yes, you guys all knew me way before I was cool. Not that I'm that cool anymore, but... <laughs> Oh, and, and it's just great. Like I said, that we, and honestly, you know, we can all here in this room can honestly say that the Amber that we see today that is doing ed tech is the same Amber that we know from the global GEG days and, you know, Colorado GEG. And that's the beautiful part about it, that you've always remained true to yourself. And again, I can't stress it enough with the teacher, uh, you know, teachers in, uh, in mind first and, you know, student engagement, and you're just bringing those worlds together. So I'm just really thankful for you. And thank you so much for sharing, you know, this wonderful advice and sharing your story. Because as we know, we talked about it earlier, a lot of teachers are thinking about making that move. And it's great that you're sharing your experience and even the nose, you shared the nose. And even, like I said, getting flown out to that last stage and just to have, you know, that no thrown at you, but you didn't give up. You persevered and you, you know, continued moving forward and you landed right where you needed to be. And I couldn't be more thankful for that and just really excited for you, my friend. So it's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad that you said that about the fact that I'm the same person you met me when I was, you know, not working for a corporate company till now working in this company, because that's exactly the person I, I was and I am today. And I one of my colleagues um, actually was at a conference with me and they see me online all the time talking with people and stuff. And then they saw me in person and they said, 
you're the same person. Like you're exactly the same person at here as you are there. And I'm like, yeah, like this is me all the time. Like I don't have like a different personality in front of people online or in real life. Like this is me. You're going to get this all the time. I mean, people that I just spent time with in Kentucky can say that like I am the same person day in and day out, whether I work for a big company, whether I work for Google, whether I work for an education institute or a school. You know what? You have to be humble in that fact is like you're an educator and I'm no better than anybody else. I'm just an educator at heart that loves to be able to teach other educators about things that hopefully can make your life easier. There you go. And that's always great. And like Billy says here, many changes in her life in the past few years and super proud of her and all she has achieved. And of course, Emily throwing out hashtag team Amber. All right. John also showing here. You're one popular lady, Amber. So it's wonderful. A lot of love here. A lot of love. And I, for one, I can definitely say hashtag Amber. Uh, Amber what is Amber Fan Club Prez? I called it. I called it. All right. That's my hashtag. Well, Amber, thank you so much again for sharing. But before we go, it's my favorite part of the show. The famous three questions at the end. So here we go, Amber. Are you ready for your three questions? I hope so. All right. Here we go. In the current state of education, what would you say is your current edu kryptonite? I think not meeting students where they are when it comes to education because and especially with technology we have so many technology tools that can be used to be able to meet students where they are because we get so caught up in data and we get so caught up in those you know deadlines and assessments and you know all of those things to get students to this level but you're going to have kids that are not going to be at that level and how can you meet them where they are to at least show gains to whatever they feel is going to make them feel successful because I was one of those kids. I learned in a different way and I needed a different way to learn things. I still struggle with it in this job because it's the fact that I feel like I've always said I've had undiagnosed ADD. And so, which means like my brain goes in all different directions and I'm like, squirrel, squirrel, you can talk to anybody that I talk to. I've like changed subjects like that. But the thing is, there's ways for people to use technology and there's different things that you can do to meet students where they are. And I always see that it's hard for people to do that, that they they want to meet those goals. They want to hit those deadlines. They want to get those assessment scores. But it's like sometimes the best learning that happens is maybe just the student getting to the next level, but maybe not mastering the skill. That's going to make them feel proud. Awesome. Great answer. Thank you so much mm -hmm. for that. Awesome share. Second question, Amber. If you could have any billboard on it, what would it be and why? I think if I could put something on a billboard, I would say build your brand and your in capital letters because everybody has their own unique skill. And it doesn't matter if you are not good in reading, writing and math, that does not make you less smart than somebody else because your skill might be in performing arts and you can listen to a piece of music and pick out everything in it which I would not be able to do. So I think build your brand, build your idea of what makes you unique and what makes you marketable in the world, especially if you're looking to transition just like a lot of educators are into the ed tech world. Everybody's got unique skills. Everyone has an ability to make themselves marketable. But what is your brand and how could you showcase that to everybody? I tell people that all the time. <laughs> That is awesome. That is some sweet, sweet advice. All right. Question number three. Amber, let's say that 
this is your podcast. This is the Amber Trout, I don't know, the hair pod. We'll call it that. (laughs) I I don't know. I don't know. So that way we can share like, you know, what products so you can get that volume on those curls. But okay, so let's say that... (laughs) Let's say this was your show and I was your guest. What would be one question you'd like to ask me? Absolutely. So I was thinking about this one today and I think that I started realizing like there's moments that you sometimes have in education or you have comments that are made that really make you understand it's all worth it. So what would you say would be that moment or that comment that you heard that made it all worth it and why you're being in education and doing the things that you're doing? You know, that's a great question. And, you know, there there's several moments, too many to count from. Uh, but again, I always go back to my first year, just really, again, walking in, transitioning very similar to you, and just coming into the classroom, not knowing what to expect, but just going for it and just jumping in head first into okay. something that I'm not familiar with. But that moment when I completed my first lesson, my first class, I was like, I'm hooked. This is it. This is that aha moment. And that's when I knew that this was going to be that moment that education is for me. And so now that's continued to grow. And really, it was really one mentor teacher that I had, Mr. Nava, that really just sealed the deal for me there in high school. My first year, I would teach with my door open. And I would see him walking by just very slowly and he'd walk by and he'd look at me because at that time we still had uh, the, well, we had whiteboards and everything. So I'm standing there by the board and then I would see him pace back slowly. And then I went up to him and I said, Mr. Nava, like, is everything okay? Like, did I, you know, what's going on? I see you walking by and he's like, no, Fonz. He goes, I'm just looking at you teach. And he said, as long as you continue doing what you're doing, you're going to last in this for a long time and the years are going to go by real quick. And sure enough, to this day, I still run into Mr. Nava there at the high school where we first met. And because of him, I can honestly say he was a great influence in me sticking around in education. And that was like that big aha moment that I will always go back to. (laughs) So it was awesome. Absolutely. And can I share one with you? Because I wish this is a thing that's happened to me more recently. Uh, before I was in ed tech, I, I didn't think I was good at what I did. I thought I was okay at what I did, but you never have the ability to have someone tell you on a grander scale that you are good at what you do. And so I, I got an email, like it was probably a while back, but it was like one that I thought, I was like, oh my God, this is exactly why I do it. I want to read it to you. Okay. Yes, of course. <laughs> Uh, Good morning. I just wanted to send an email to personally thank you for yesterday's Paradeck training. I have attended many PDs, and this was by far one of the best and most practical sessions I have attended in my 20 years in education. There were so many takeaways and practical classroom applications for our teachers, so I wanted to say thank you. Now, doesn't that just like make you feel like this is why I'm doing it all. This is why I'm teaching you guys about this. And this is why I don't sales pitch anybody because nobody wants to be able to come to a professional mm-hmm. development, hear a sales pitch. They want to take away classroom practical uses and run with it. And that was like one of those moments where I was like, what? Like after 20 years, you haven't had a professional development that made you feel that way. It just made me feel like, okay, this is why I'm doing it. 
This is exactly why I'm doing it. Yeah. And those connections, Amber, are so important. And like definitely your personality, the way that you engage, I mean, it's amazing. So that's perfect. So I'm so thankful that you were able to get that nice email and everything because it really makes it worth your while. And again, as always, I am always in awe of everything that you're doing. I see you posting. I see everything that you do and that you're everywhere. And I think it's great that if anybody has the opportunity to be in your PD sessions, they're really going to leave not only with a heart full of joy, <laughs> but they're definitely going to leave with some more skills for their tool belt for sure. And of course, a long lasting relationship because of the way that you are and your customer service is just amazing. So we definitely need to have more, uh, you know, adults, like actually, like John says here, we need to meet adults where they are, even when it comes to good PD. So for sure, for sure. All right. Well, before we wrap up, and I got to throw a little something out there for Mr. Darren White. I know he, Mr. Darren White in the UK is probably passed out right now because he's going to be very busy, but hopefully he does catch this episode and we got a little something here and here we go. Let's see. Trout. 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 All right. So that's a little inside joke from way back in the day, but that's a big <laughs> shout out there to Global GEG and Mr. Darren White, Ranga the trainer. So there you go. I had to throw that in there. He, he requested it. That's my shirt right now, guys. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, Amber, thank you. Thank you so much for being part of this show. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today and sharing your story. And again, just your bubbly personality. Because And, and that I'm glad that everybody gets to meet you. And, and today, either they watch the replay later or they listen to the show later and that they really see that when they do meet you in person, it's going to be the exact same Amber that was here on the show. And I just thank you for your service to all our wonderful teachers. And because what you do not only uh, helps equip our teachers, but it also helps our students in their learning. So thank you for what you do. And thank you to the companies that you work for as well, because I know that uh, teacher voice is something that's very important to them as well as they continue to improve products. So thank you to Pear Deck. Thank you to Go Guardian. Really appreciate you all. And Amber, I hope to meet you again or see you again in yeah. real life soon. I know TCA uh, was amazing because I got to see you there. And hopefully I get to yeah. Um, I wish if anybody wants to sponsor my trip to ISTE, I'm definitely not going to say no. But unfortunately, yeah, that that just did not fall into the cards uh, again, right. unless there's a, a a super sponsor out there that would love to. But we'll anyway, meet up. We'll we'll get it together. Yeah, we'll get it together. But again, thank you so much. It's been an honor and a pleasure to have you here, and I'm just really excited. And I wish you the best, and we all wish you the best. As you see, a lot of love. You saw Leslie showed up. Hey, Leslie. Leslie showed up. You're really here. Yes, yes. So I mean, we got a lot of love today for you, Amber. And again, it's also a testimony to the great person that you are as you can see all the love that you have here in the chat and of course 
all the new fans that you'll have after they listen to the show or rewatch the show. So thank you. And for all of you guys that are joining us and we're going to be catching the replay, thank you so much as always, like I mentioned, for making My EdTech Life what it is today. Please make sure you check out our website at myedtech.life, myedtech.life. Check out all our previous episodes. Go check out our merch. Please drop us a line. Give us a review. Reach out to us. DM us. Give us some feedback. Let us know what we're doing great. Let us know what we can improve. Or if you have some guest suggestions, please feel free to reach out. And we'll be more than happy to make it happen. But as always, my friends, until next time, don't forget, stay techie. We'll see you next time, my friends. Bye.